He's the T-Rex of political talk. Alex Jones on the GCN Radio Network. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome. We are now simulcasting the last two hours and 52 minutes of the syndicated radio show at PrisonPlanet.tv. And for the next two hours, we are uh, joined by researcher Alan Watt, who really is an expert on the eugenics, the architecture of the global slave state, uh, the system that we're under. And today, I want to get more into the architecture of the New World Order with Alan Watt and how their control grid works, the different Hegelian dialectic factions they use to create the synthesis of control. They openly write about this. They're quite proud of it. They say there's no way the slaves will even read this and care. Too few of them will. Uh, you know, they claim they're all high and mighty and doing this for great scientific reasons to call the population to save the earth, but they're actually very sadistic and enjoy what they're doing from their own actions and their own statements and the very dark poetry they write about destroying the universe just for the willingness of it, just for the nihilistic enjoyment and the different strata, kind of the honeybee hive system that they're uh, striving for. And, and certainly they're very specialized. The elites uh, and the inbreeding creates a lot of mental illness, a lot of megalomania. I want to go over that with Alan Watt. And then later in this hour, into the next, taking your phone calls, get into the current operation because they're at a major jump point. They're launching the total global banking takeover publicly. They're launching the hate crimes banning free speech has passed the House, about to pass the Senate. Total federalization of all water simultaneously in England, Australia, Canada, United States, Europe, Africa. Sterilizations openly being announced. Uh, they're moving forward with massive gun restrictions in the U.S. The same thing they've done in Europe and in England and in Canada. It's all happening. They are moving with the total blanket amnesty, breaking down the borders, openly saying they want to break down and blow out the economy so we're all bankrupt and can't pay their property taxes. So they force us into compact control grid cities, animal ID, premises ID, to shut down the farms and ranches where small farms, $20 per chicken uh, to have an RFID tag. Tyson gets waivers and has one tag per thousand chickens or one tag per building now of a half million chickens. I was corrected by some of the farm and ranch groups. And they sent me the documents. It could be per entire complexes of 20, 30 buildings with 100,000 chickens per building. I actually have uh, a fellow who married one of my cousins, and so he lives out on the ranch in East Texas. He was telling me, because he, he goes and cleans out turkey and chicken coops industrially as his business with these big trucks he owns. And he said, no, 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 no. It's a tag per complex now. But the citizens, $20 tag per chicken, and SWAT teams are hitting them and hitting them hard in the news. Don't sell those organic eggs on the highway. Don't sell those watermelons. You don't have a license. If you come back, the, the, they send in SWAT teams in the news. And they don't even come to, they send undercover police to buy the eggs or watermelons because they want to have it to be in the news to scare everybody. Then they raid the, the, the farmer's house on the news and put them in handcuffs and seize all their equipment. Folks, this is in the news every week now. So it's a total dehumanization, a total serfdom, a total calling. I want to try, try now to really let Alan Watt flow with this and break it down. Where should we start? At the end of what they're planning or at the beginning or their current operations or this driving us off the land? Or why are they moving on every front in hyperdrive? It looks to me like their system isn't in control and they're kind of winning the race, but their Formula One car 
is starting to disintegrate, the pistons are starting to go out, smoke's starting to pour from the engine, or do you disagree? Do you think things are going according to plan? I, I think really they're going to plan uh, because this is the century for change. And what they're talking about, of course, is this totalitarian world regime. And when you go as far back as the United Nations and then the League of Nations, the precursor, uh, they set up a department for agriculture, for instance. In fact, they set up a department for everything that you need personally to live, to sustain your own life. Because the world they said they bring in is one where the common people could not rule and guide their own lives. It would be done by experts. And all private property, eventually, and all foodstuffs and all water would be given over to these um, quasi-private uh, organizations that are really is what Carol Quigley was talking about in Tragedy and Hope, a new feudal-type system. These big organizations to do with food and all energy and resources are all part of one industri military-industrial complex. At the United Nations, they said in their, their charter, at one of their major speeches when, they, when they, they actually opened up the Department for Agriculture for the UN, they said that farming was too important to be left to farmers. In other words, it was to be left to the big agri-food businesses. And that's what we've been watching for years now as the big agribusinesses take over and put the small guys under with the help of government. Government's been taxing farmers, uh, putting restrictions on them to do with pollution and all the rest of it, and gradually getting them off the land. In comes the big boys, and uh, they take them over for peanuts. So it's going to strategy exactly as they planned it to be. This is the century of change where, where everything in their centuries of planning will come to fruition. They think that's what they truly believe. And they're on a roll right now. Um, there's restrictions coming on everything across the board right now. And we're being trained and desensitized and trained and trained and trained to just accept and go along with everything that's given to us. And whenever a panel of experts speak on environment or whatever, we're supposed to just believe it like that, like it's the gospel truth. They are the new priesthood. This is the new religion. And, and we find that Gorbachev, in one of his own books, said, we, after saying that he was an atheist, he said, we are creating a new world religion, and it must be based on a form of earth worship that's called environmentalism. That's what they're using. Uh, along with the purse, the power of the purse and taxation and fining, uh, uh, reinforced by government laws. Uh, so it's working and all tied so perfectly well together, meshed together, all at the same time, worldwide. Whatever happens in the U.S. is happening in Australia at the same time, for instance. And this so, is not your opinion. It's all on record in thousands of public volumes. Yeah. They've been building it for centuries off the British imperial model that took from the Roman and many others, openly studied at the imperial academies, as you know, and they keep tweaking it and, and refining it. And people say, well, how can this go on for generations? Carol Quigley and many others explain that. How does a university go on for 500 years? How does a royal family go on for 500, 1,000 years? These are institutions that grow and expand and always fine-tune their science of propaganda, their science of feudalism, their science of serfdom. As you know, there are 2,000-year-old Julius Caesar manuals, 2,050-plus-year-old manuals on how to control populations that are very sophisticated, but nothing compared to the scientific sophistication now that we're facing. And what we're seeing, too, is the incredible cohesiveness between all of these big institutions and so-called non-governmental organizations 
uh, it's a flawless web they're all on board together on the same topics and when you join one of these groups you have to accept all the other groups uh, mandates as well regardless put your own personal uh, thoughts to the side and, and you must be politically correct on every single topic today it's total political correctness and so you must go along with the environment uh, global warming how they must restrict all our movements all our travel because of global warming etc regardless of the NGO that you sign on for initially continue and what they call it too is consensus building they even have think tanks that you're talking about institutions and having gone for centuries quickly said that he said that if they set up an institution with a mandate they can hire and, and, and retire generations generations of people all working on the same mandate. So something that was started 200 years ago has gone on continuously working on the same mandate, a speciality for 200-odd years. And they install profitability. They use environmentalism as a tax to fund themselves. It's really feudalism. Yes. And then as they expand it, they're getting rich and more powerful themselves through each phase, almost like a coral reef. It's incredible that there's a Google video up there. I have the link for it where you'll hear Maurice Strong uh, introduce uh, Baron Rothschild. And Baron Rothschild stands up at this uh, World uh, uh, Climate Change Conference and so on and says we need another bank to deal. Uh, the public will have to fund by their tax money, by the way, but we need another bank to deal with the environment. Well, of course, the bank's already been given a name, and guess who handles the money? It goes through Rothschild's private bank in Switzerland, about about eight or nine of these United Nations uh, so-called uh, enviro banks are all run through the Rothschilds private. Well, take Al Gore. Yeah. First, he denied last year in Congress that he was getting money uh, through Gore and Blood, no, no pun intended, uh, one of the big climate uh, fencing companies, and then that's got NM Rothschild funding in the news. Yeah. First, he said it was all a lie. Two weeks ago, we have the video. He goes, so what? I'm allowed to make money doing good. So now he just admits mm -hmm. that he's going to get the money. I that's mean, right. we're openly paying it to him. Yes, that's correct. This is a new feudal system. This, this is a feudal system. These are the new overlords who, with the collusion of governments, have given themselves the right to lord over the public. Uh, and as I say, they're, they're taking over everything you need individually to survive and live on this planet. We'll have to go to them cap in hand for water, food, uh, energy, everything we need. It's a new form of slavery. Listen, I was watching a Maury Strong uh, video I saw yesterday. In fact, I sent it to you guys and forgot to play it, where he openly says in the 80s, oh, I've gotten in, for, in trouble for saying everybody should have a license to even have one kid in the U.S., yeah. but I do think that's the right thing to do. They're on record. And in this meeting with Oprah Winfrey and all these world leaders, uh, the, the, the Rockefellers and people a month ago, saying... You know, secret rich group meets to discuss reduction of population. This is all they're obsessed with. Yes, it is. And unfortunately, as we know, with this odd situation that people cannot figure out uh, where government bow to these characters, these private NGOs and foundations, and do what they're told. That tells you there is a parallel government uh, that exists above the ones that we think we elect. And they want you dead, folks. They don't even want to tax you and control you. They, they want you dead. It's the ultimate control freak, genocide, culling, wiping you out so they can inherit the New World Order promised land. Most of you listening, they're going to kill you. That's just a fact.
got that link, we're going to post it up on prisonplanet.com and infowars.com. I'd actually played this about a year ago, and I'd forgotten about it. I mean, there's so much evidence. It, it, it's daily where Maury Strong's saying, you know, all these horrible things about the New World Order and international bankers calling us cannon fodder, the population. Alan, tell folks some of the things that are in this video. You've also got it linked up on cuttingthematrix.com. Tell folks about some of the things they say on this video. George Hunt uh, is a is a business to do with with environmental friendly uh, products and so on. So he goes to these meetings for the environment where Maurice Strong goes and Rothschilds go. And you'll hear Maurice Strong uh, on two occasions, two clips within that video, introduce uh, Lord Rothschild. And Lord Rothschild comes on and basically advocates for another. Um, United Nations fund to be set up, another special bank to deal with the environment, one of many that's already there. And Rothschild, of course, you find in the clip, this bank they want to set up, funded by our tax money as penalties against the environment, will go through Rothschild's private bank, their family bank in Switzerland, so he'll be in charge of it. Uh, this multi-multi-multi-trillionaire doesn't need money. But here he is handling everyone else's money uh, in the forms of penalization against the environment. It's just astonishing. And, and, and tell folks some of the other things that Maurice Strong says in here. Well, Maurice Strong, of course, as we know, uh, was picked up by Rockefeller himself, groomed from, from a young boy, and he's been in a God knows for many top United Nations positions. Uh, currently, he's set up by the United Nations to even further the integration of East and West in China. He lives in China at the moment, but still working for the, the UN. He's been in charge. He was the one who set up the, the Biodiversity Treaty on behalf of uh, Rockefeller. We're all under it now, this Biodiversity Treaty. We have no rights at all as humans, and every insect on the planet now is elevated much, much higher than we are. And it's to do with um, natural resources, uh, the, the sharing of natural resources, cannot be left into the private hands. It must go into these elitist organizations. Uh, that was all done at the, the, the Rio, the first Rio conference they had. But Maurice Strong, when you go into his history, uh, and you'll find this in public broadcasting networks in the television sector, they did a documentary on him. And when he was in China, it, they, he went to a graveyard to put flowers at his aunt's grave. And she was the best uh, advisor to Matsi Tung. These families are international, intergenerational revolutionaries for this new world order. It runs in their families. Well, that's why in 76, the huge editorial written by David Rockefeller saying Mao did a great job killing 60 plus million people. I mean, this, mm -hmm. they're proud of their mass murder. Yes. Yes, they are. And they also highly laud uh, the population reduction for abortions, mandatory abortions in China. Remember, they have said personally, and the United Nations has also said, that, that China is the model state for the world to follow. We've also followed their policies. Continue with what they plan to do to us on record. It's, it's out in the open now. Uh, there's a whole bunch of British newspapers came out about a month ago. I read them on the air, mainstream media, where the Optimum Population Trust, another big... Uh, non-governmental organization backed by the foundations uh, came out and called for the same policies as China to be mandated in Britain and the rest of Europe uh, very shortly. 
Uh, they've got front page coverage, uh, whole pages on this. And uh, the government has some of these characters on their board. You know, the governments appoint people. The real players are appointed. They're not elected. And they appoint the tops of these groups on their panels for discussion. And then they implement policies and laws that affect us. So we're not run by any kind of democracy whatsoever. Democracy is a sham. In fact, democracy is just uh, the staging rocket to allow these NGO boys, the real parallel of government, to get on board with government and dictate to them. And let's be clear, these videos of George Hunt that we've been posting for years, a lot of times he's the one even leading the meetings with Maurice Strong there. And, and he was there, and they started talking about getting rid of all of us, and this freaked him out, so he brought him out. Uh, but just just bone-chilling to then see the New York Times and Washington Post every week with articles about, oh, look, the fifth grader comes home and writes up dossiers on mom, and the school has the kids in England and the U.S. writing mock tickets to their parents for taking a hot bath or having the wrong kind of light bulb or using too much A.C. So the children are the little persecutors now. And the parents are in the news going, oh, I'm so proud of them tattling on me. Just like in 1984, where Winston's upstairs neighbor is so proud of his kid that, that that's tattling on him. And then even when he gets picked up and put in the prison, he goes, I'm so proud that my son turned me in. I don't know what it is that I did, but I'm sure I'm guilty. I'm glad Big Brother's going to torture me to death. And that's basically what the American people and bricks are like now. It's like, thank God the kids are turning us in. We're on the march. The Empire's on the run. Alex Jones and the GCN Radio Network. Yeah, I meant yesterday, it's funny that Maury Strong got brought up by, um, well, it's not funny, it's tragic, we're on the same page, by Alan Watt, because I have a clip. I, I ran into a bunch of clips of him talking about licenses to have even one kid, total control, how that's the goal of the uh, different United Nations treaties, that's the goal of global warming. Him in the 70s saying global warming is going to kill us by 2000, uh, we've got to have one-child policies, just incredible. So we're going to go back to Alan Watt here in just a moment. I would add, though, that the preeminent film exposing the globalist master plan, their overall agenda, what they have planned for you and your family, is my film, Endgame, Blueprint for Global Enslavement. Everybody needs to get this DVD at Infowars.com and make copies of it and get it out to everybody because this is the mindset of those that govern the planet. This is their religion. It is what they work for every waking moment to kill the majority of the world population. And first, they've got to build an international straitjacket control grid, get you dependent in compact cities. All of the culling and sterilization and chemical and biological attacks and radiological attacks, that's all just been beta testing where they were kind of learning how to cook, like going to chef school. Now they've graduated. Now they're ready to start the killing. But first, they've got to get you fully on your knees and domesticated. So please get in-game Blueprint for Global Enslavement at InfoWars.com or call toll-free to get it, 888-253-3139, 888-253-3139. Or you can see it in super high quality and burn it to disc and give it to folks at PrisonPlanet.tv. You can also write to me, Alex Jones, at 3001 South Lamar, Suite 100, Austin, Texas, 78704. 
Then there's the Obama deception. This shatters the left-right paradigm. This is designed for the general public. It's also important viewing and for people that are experts on this, but it's really made for people to understand how the left and right are controlled, two false choices in a controlled dialectic uh, where the establishment manages both sides of this system. So the Obama deception available on DVD at Infowars.com as well, or again, PrisonPlanet.tv. See it in super high quality. It's an arsenal of resistance. You can uh, make copies of it uh, from PrisonPlanet.tv in the highest quality online with the DivX system that play on most DVD players as well. Okay, thank you, Alan, for holding while I uh, thank our sponsors that make this whole operation possible. Don't forget to support Alan with his great books and videos he has available at CuttingTheMatrix.com. Okay, Alan, um, again, you keep pausing for me to interrupt customarily, and I do add, I think, some important points, but I really want you to sit down and continue rolling with their operation, their plan, what's coming next, some of the other facets. Uh, really, I, I normally guide the interviews. I'd like to sit back and let you follow your uh, fancy. Well, what we have really is a very ingenious plan uh, that's going to use environmentalism and a war. Remember the Club of Rome, uh, one of the premier think tanks uh, that not predicts the future, they, they create the future, they create uh, realities for the upcoming generations. They come up with the ideas and they give it to the lesser think tanks to find ways to implement it through media, movies, and novels to society. Well, the, they, they came up uh, in 1970s with the idea of global warming. And they say in their own book, the two founders say in their own book, the first global revolution, uh, that they were looking for a way to unite the entire planet under a warfare scenario. It would have to be warfare because when there's a war, like world war going on, the public uh, will allow their rights to be taken away from them. They'll all work together for less. They'll, they'll eat less food and rationing and so on. And they have a common purpose, a common cause, as they think they do. And government can then expand and take over various areas of, of their lives uh, which we didn't interfere before. Therefore, a war scenario had to be dreamed up. And the one that they hit upon was, was global warming. They said that would fit the bill. That, that's their own words. That would fit the bill. After looking at other ways to do it, that one would fit the bill. Now, when these guys come, come to a decision like this and... They're unanimous. They never change their agenda. So if it's written 30 years ago, 40 years ago, you can take it to the bank. They will carry it through. Even if we're up to our eyes in snow, they'll still say it's global warming. Now, under this guise of environment and saving the world environment, because man's at war with environment, that's what they say, man's the enemy. We all have to reduce our populations, which ties in exactly with the United Nations. They've said in their own charter for the Department of Agriculture, the United Nations ultimately will be responsible for doling out the food to every nation in a quota system. And eventually, uh, they'll use it as a weapon. Uh, if you don't reduce your population, say, in the United States, they'll give you less rationing. And, of course, even if you try and keep up or, or keep to the right quota of population, uh, they'll give you less next year or two years' time once you're used to the idea until you keep reducing it and reducing it and reducing your population. So there's dis disincentives uh, to have children. And we already see that. California's getting rid of the tax credit for children. Australia's gotten rid of it entirely mm -hmm. and now says in their news they're going to start taxing yeah. uh, having kids. And then they even have parents come on that are stakeholders. That means they're minions. They always have these little... 
rent-a-mob groups who represent the population saying, oh, I love it, I think it's a great idea. And I had the British scientist on last year who was all over the news calling for wartime rationing of food and water and carbon footprints, water footprints, uh, to um, have laws to make us skinnier, not eat as much, being fat is bad for the earth, even being a few pounds overweight, they say you've got to be rail skinny. So a total tyranny, yep. and he's hailed as a great guy, and I had him on, and you know he basically said, yes, we're going to control everything you do and have carbon rationing on eating food. Yep. And uh, I had another scientist on, and he said that I would have to be sent to a re-education camp if I didn't conform. Absolutely. They've been using techniques like this for years on children at school. And now it's to, be, to go into the adult world as well. And what they're training us is that we have no privacy, of course, that government inspectors can come into your homes at any time, regardless if you think you own it or not, and could restrict you. Unisex bathrooms. All of this is about destroying all privacy, yep. all uh, identity, anything that's associated with normal biological activity and the species must be destroyed. Anything, in other words, that you would naturally fight for, uh, they're training you not to fight, but just to acquiesce and give in. That's the whole key to we're getting trained. And under the, the threat of environment, the catastrophe, uh, then they're, they're going to use this. They're already using it, of course, to come into your life and every single aspect of your life, right down to what you eat and how much you eat and are you eating meat. The Royal Society put out a, a, a report the other day. Now, the Royal Society is, a, is an incredible society. It's got a royal charter to exist. And every famous scientist that's ever existed was a member of it. But it also has listed openly uh, in its own records and history that it was the first totally Freemasonic uh, scientific institution ever set up. Uh, so uh, these guys literally, again, are part of the big think tanks. They plan, help plan the future on a political, a social political basis. And they have said uh, that we should stop eating uh, red meats. Now, what's the Royal Society doing telling us to stop eating red meats, you see, until you tie it in with their agenda? Because we find that H.G. Wells, in his book, Utopia, and he was, a, he was an earlier member of the same organizations, he said the world will bring in will be vegetarian, completely vegetarian worldwide. You find the same thing in Toffler's book, Alvin Toffler, the big futurist, the pal of Newt Gingrich, who gave out his book to every congressman in the U.S. It's called uh, The Third Wave. And in it he says, the world we shall bring in will be vegetarian, and it must be so. He doesn't say why. So right down to what we eat, vegetarian diet and all the rest of it, it's all planned for us. And under saving the environment, they're going to force us off protein, believe you me. Because why protein? When you look at India, and these guys use histories, very ancient histories, and recent and modern histories as well, to the full. And they always have historians on board and philosophers you'll find in the top think tanks. India uh, has been ruled basically by Brahmin, the Brahmin caste or class, for thousands of years. And the most easy people, the easiest people to, to get to obey you, the kind of sluggish in certain ways and so on, are people who are malnourished on a very minimal diet. I'm talking about full vegetarian diet here. Once they're in charge of your food, you'll find that even the vegetables become restricted and restricted until you're missing out on vital amino acids and so on. But you're very compliant. You're not too bright. You do what you're told. You certainly will never rebel. And that's the technique. That's why they want to bring in 
And of course, they're very advanced in genetic engineering, and magically they continue to change the different structures of GMO, tomatoes, potatoes, corn, where it sterilizes all the guinea pigs and rats and other rodents they're feeding them to. And I've had top genetic engineers on saying they believe this isn't by accident. No. So, so they're going in and making the very food we eat mm-hmm. sterilize us, and we then see the sperm counts dropping, fertility in women plunging. We're the globalists have been in control of the West. We see the death of the West uh, with, on average, a 1.3 replacement rate. Please continue. Yeah, yeah they've weaponized the food. And, and uh, you see, <clears throat> again, uh, in this world, the, the world that they despised they were going to bring in an awful long time ago, they said, and it, this, this even came out in the Cold War and, and different uh, books and so on, they said that no, no truly big international corporation dealing in technology or science could be allowed to be free to go its own way. They even said that the Cold War would be won with those countries and nations with superior sciences. Now remember, food comes under warfare. It always has since ancient times. Monsanto and all these big boys that have an ear to presidents and prime ministers across the world, once again, a special ear, I call it, uh, dictate to governments as to what they want, and they always get what they want. Now, they're part of the military-industrial complex when you go into the history of Monsanto and the chemical industry and Agent Orange and all the rest of it that they've used in past times. You don't bring hundreds of, of top genetic scientists together that formerly were working in the only places they could work, and that was in the warfare industry. You don't bring them together to make a better carrot or a better potato. You do it because you are truly what you eat. Well, look at the one plastic they unified out of hundreds of different formulas that didn't leach estrogen-mimicking hormones. They had global adoption in the 60s of the class of plastic that leaches it, and now they admit it's going on and say, well, in a way, that's a good thing. and Maybe we should put this in the water to stop you having kids. And they put this on the news now, and the yuppies go, yeah, do that to those poor people not knowing they're under the gun as well. So that's one of their master points, is making kind of the low-level minions feel like they're part of this predatory power trip. But expanding on that, um, if you look at the GMO uh, 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 foods, again, it's been confirmed to be sterilizing people. I want the population to understand that, that we're not just saying this. This is really happening. Go ahead. Well, plus you have, whenever you get something that you'd think would be a crisis, like the the, the males of the West being 80% down on sperm count, what's left is is, is almost uh, immotile, it's not moving. Uh, And every year, for 50 years, uh, departments of statistics like the United Nations and and Britain and Canada give these same statistics, oh, it's dropped even further, then they go in about, they'll give the stats on different kinds of cancers that have exploded since the 1950s as well. And this is all normal now. There's no crisis made about it. Well, how come there's no crisis made about it? It's because it's part of the agenda. That's why they can calmly give you statistics and without mentioning the obvious. My God, everyone's becoming sterile or dying of cancer. That's the agenda. This is part of the population reduction control. Now, Years ago, I read an article on Prince Charles, uh, who's, remember, all these 
no, there is no, the nobility of Europe and America, America has a nobility. Um, they have their private estates where they have tenant farmers. That's down through the centuries. They've done television shows on them in Britain and elsewhere. They have their own vast herds of Angus beef and all the rest of it that do not eat anything that's modified. They have their fields of their wheat and their corn and all the rest of it that is not modified. They have their sources of supply. But they're making sure by law that we are, go- are going to eat all this modified stuff, the weaponized stuff, because it's part of the plan. That's the reason for it. Jay yeah, Rockefeller. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Um, yeah, with, never mind what I've done. You see, we forget, too, that the, the most potent drugs ever developed came from plants. You can make plants grow anything. We know how far advanced they are to do with brain chemistry. And uh, today, with, with the various high-potent drugs they have, they can make plants produce anything, dumb you down, make you passive, uh, obese, whatever they want. They can really switch the whole chemistry of your body, and that's why you bring bio, uh, genetic bio experts in to make your food. Food is a weapon, always been used as a weapon. All right. And Absolutely. The At the United Nations Food Conference in 96 in um, China, mm-hmm. the uh, director general of the food program said we will use food as a weapon and we don't apologize for it when we come back i'm going to back you up alan watt because there's an entire industry for decades called pharmacological crops where they brag they can make the plants do whatever they want them to do and they're medicalizing them and using them as weapons against us right now stay with us key information Clips of Lord Rothschild and Maury Strong. We also have clips of them talking about how we're cannon fodder. Ah, 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 the scum! We've almost got them. Look at them. They're almost sterile. They're all dying of cancer. Ah, 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 ah. They'll never fight us. Look at those police serving us, thinking they're part of the system. All implanted. When the hormonal fluctuation triggers it, it will metastasize. Ah, ah, all on record, all laughing at you. They're talking about Republicans and Democrats, Labor and Tories, <laughs> as if there's any little, the little slaves. Alan Watt is our guest. Uh, I remember about six years ago, I read on air an AP report about a Texas-based company, Protogene. And it said that they had a pharmacological crop that grew live AIDS virus in the corn. And then it had been open-air planted, and then that they'd violated some rule, and so it had to be destroyed. And it also produced a bunch of other things. And people called me didn't believe that they have crops that grow live viruses or bacteria. The BT corn, one of the most popular corns out there, has been linked by major government studies in Germany and Europe, uh, and also in China, to killing the honeybees. Because it's a live pesticide that is grown in the corn itself, and you still eat it. Now, this is all the big joke, and everything's about sterilization. And so now they're cracking down on organic farming and everything because, folks, they mean business. This is life and death. They are eugenicists. And 
So they have thousands. In fact, Google right now, everybody, just minimize that video. Uh, pharmacological crops, that term, pharmacological crops, you'll get millions of hits all announcing, oh, this crop's got 14 different animal and 10 different plant and five different insect genes and it produces all these chemicals or it produces a live virus and we harvest it for vaccines because they can program plants to do whatever they want. Then you tell the public, kind of like the famous story of me saying they have spider goats, part spider, part goat, and I had the CEO of the company on in upstate New York at an army base. And it produces body armor out of the milk. And I had a guy at Conan's Pizza. I was picking a pizza up, come up and poke me in the back and almost start a fight. I used to like you, but you're a liar. I took biology at UT and they don't have part spider goats. And I said, sir, it's CBS News. And he got in my face and kind of almost bowled up. And I had to say, look, I'm not lying, but believe what you want. They, Alan, they think we're living in 1900. They don't know. This is Buck Rogers. That's right. The, the average person has been given the biggest mind job in this generation than any previous generations ever had before. And Brzezinski, Brzezinski is such a massive player in all this, but he is an expert on the mind of populations. He was a head, the head of the NSA for a long, long time. He's been advisor to, I think, every president behind the scenes. And he said himself that um, shortly the public, in his own book, Between Two Ages, shortly the public will be unable, unable to reason for themselves. They'll, they'll truly believe the news media. In fact, they'll look at the news media as an extension of the reasoning powers. The media will do the reasoning for them. And they've trained people since 1970s that that is so... Well, it's the semantic terms, too, Alan. People can't even understand basic English now. They can't, And they think warning them is showing off. Like the yuppie thing is, oh, you're telling me there's corruption. <laughs> like like that, like it's a mental illness, like make-believe, that if they make-believe there's not trouble, it's not there. That's right. Uh, and the public, too, will believe the same thing that you tell them. If Barbara Walters comes on and spins it, that's okay. It's suddenly talked about all over. But if you say it, no, you're nobody, you think. Exactly. It exists when they say it, because they're saying it's good. But when you say it, it simultaneously doesn't exist. That's double, triple things. Stay there. Back in one minute.